Hi there, and welcome to episode number 202 of the business, wait, 203, I believe, if that's correct, of the Business of Life Masterclass podcast. Thanks for joining us, listeners. Who here listening is seeking a life of engagement and involvement where you really feel represented? Well, I guess if we were raising our hands, likely most, if not all of you. So you'll really appreciate and relate to today's guest as she is someone who knows how to get involved and get things accomplished for more than just herself. So here's trusting you are ready to explore that idea with actionable tips as the Business of Life Masterclass episode today is all about your interest and your impact on behalf of many. So hello again, everyone. It's Debbie Lundberg, Performance Mindset Coach with Presenting Powerfully. Barb Zan here, media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, The Stay at Work Mom. So Debbie, both interests and impact really drive me, and I'm sure that they're going to intrigue our listeners too. So do tell who is our guest today, please. Happy to, Barb. So she is of counsel with Foley and Lardner, protecting the reputation and success of her clients by guiding them through intricate corporate governance challenges which I can only imagine is is very detailed. She serves on the board of directors of HCI Group Inc., where she currently serves as a chair of the Sustainability Committee and is one of only 60 women of color currently serving on the board of directors of a publicly traded company headquartered in Florida. So she is steadfast in her passion and commitment to changing the statistic, growing that number, and to meaningfully expand the representation of women and minority on public minorities on public boards. She is the first offspring of a guest to also be a guest on our podcast. Her father was on the show a couple of seasons ago. So please welcome the kind, talented, and thoughtful Lauren Valiente. Oh man, thank you so much. It's it's really great to be here. And I, well, I love I, I'm I'm a listener as well. So I I, I gotta say I I um I was I was born and raised uh, in Tampa, and um, I I love what you guys are doing. Just because I I I lived I I went away to Boston and New York for a little while, and then I came back home and lived here. And I'm I'm kind of so incredibly proud of Tampa and and how we've grown in our community. And I think what's great about what you guys are doing is um, you're kind of creating this great patchwork quilt of our community and this great kind of snapshot in time of. Uh, where we are and who we are. And it's just great to hear from the folks that live here and, and hear kind of about what they're doing and, and learning from learning from what they're doing. So you know, thank you for, for all of everything that you guys are doing. I love that. And welcome today, Lauren. And you were invited on the Business of Life Masterclass podcast because of your experience in leading for change. And the reason that's important for our listeners is we could all learn from you and join the cause. So glad you're here. And since you mentioned that you have tuned into our podcast, what stood out that made you want to be on the Business of Life Masterclass show, please? Yep. No, I, th- I think it's just that. I, I, I was honored. I was honored to ask to be asked. And it's just like great to be part of this kind of patchwork quilt that represents Tampa and who we are as a community. And I'm, you know, very, very excited to be part of that process. Patchwork quilt. I wrote that down. Love it. And thank you for sharing your insights into our show just to help us get us started for success today. But before Debbie 
get into our podcast four, and that is our four questions. What is one thing that you are super excited about in how you are leaving your life today? Oh gosh, a, a, I, I, a couple things. Um, I, I'm a professional problem solver uh, by trade, so just really excited about working with my clients. Um, you know, I, I, I work with clients to help them solve extremely complex problems and, uh, and help them. And by doing that, you know, at the end of the process, helping make their business stronger and healthier. Um, so that always excites me. Um, and, uh, and then as Debbie mentioned, uh, very, very focused on, um, uh, helping to expand diversity on, on public boards in Florida um, a, a, a about a year ago, I'm part of a group called Women Corporate Directors. About a year ago, we partnered with IWF and 5050 Women on Boards uh, to commission a census of um, Russell 3000 companies headquartered in Florida, and on specifically on their gender diversity, and compare them to um, gender diversity in other states. And unfortunately, the results of the census last year was that um, uh, Florida's dead last as far as all gender diversity. Um, and then as far as women of color, uh, there are only around 60 women of color currently serving on public boards headquartered in Florida. Um, at the same time, we heard about a group of women in um, our Minnesota chapter of WCD that had started a program um, directed towards women of color and helping women of color get on boards. And so there was a real call to action for us. So about nine of us from our local WCD chapter, we started um, a program called the Women of Color Directors Pipeline Initiative, and um, really aimed at, um, I think when you're talking about board service, um, uh, it's it's a, a very specialized process of searching for a board seat and, and getting those opportunities. We really wanted to identify who are the top uh, women of color executives in Florida um, that you know are already on paper qualified to sit on a public board. Um, and then really help guide them on the search process. How do you search for a board seat? Sure, you can work with recruiters, but there are other ways. There are other ways you can go about um, looking forward and finding those opportunities. So that's one part of the program is educational. Then the second part is actually helping them connect, helping them connect with other women, uh, other individuals that are serving on boards that um, that if they know about them, hopefully they'll be in a position to recommend them if they hear about an opportunity that is a right fit. Um, so we pick uh, 10 to 12 women. Uh, last year, we just graduated our first cohort in June, um, but we pick uh, uh, 10 to 12 women to go through this. It's a six month long program. Um, we have um, in-person meetings uh, and then they get paired with their own personal mentor that helps guide them as well. Um, and so really, really proud of that. We're in the pr process of picking our second cohort uh, looking to, to start our second class in January. Um, uh, and we had two women from last year's cohort that already have interviews, uh, have had interviews for public board seats. So really excited, really proud of it and hoping to hoping to keep that going. Wow, that, that is exciting. And it sounds like you're making an impact already in a, a short time. And since you are excited, welcome to a very new aspect of our show, which is sharing. If you were to have a walk up to life, Song, what would that be? Oh, uh, definitely um, uh, "Sunny Side of the Street," the the Louis Armstrong version of "Sunny Side of the Street." Um, I, that that song is I've loved that song ever since mm -hmm. I first heard it, um, and it, it's just one of those songs that always makes me happy, no matter what. And it just it's a it just reminds me that 
I think if you listen to it, you, you know, it's, it's happiness can be a choice too. whatever's going on. You could choose to walk to the sunny side of the street and, and, uh, and look, look on the bright side of life. And it's such a joyful, joyful song. That one. That's true. Well, sunny side of our, our podcast or these podcast four. (laughs) So now we know what you're excited about. We know your walk-up music. So are you ready for our podcast four, Lauren? Absolutely. Bring it on. Number one, what time do you get up in the morning and what is your morning routine that gets your day started right? I'm a morning person. So my, my best on my best day, I'm up by five or five 30. Um, and then if I can get a workout in, in the morning, at least 30 minutes, it just changes my whole day at any time that I can get exercise. I just feel like a completely different person. My mind is clearer and I can, you know, get through the day better. Um, and, and have better ideas. <laughs> so, uh, I always like to, I was that, that always jumps, but jump starts my day. So I, I get up before I exercise. I have, uh, I have breakfast that always includes cafe con leche made on my old school percolator, uh, the way my mom and my grandmother made it growing up. Um, and then, uh, and then I get a 30 minute workout in and then I'm good. I'm good for the day. Wow. That sounds like a good way to go. And I know your parents and grandparents are proud of that old percolator. Number two. So something other than that, that being a morning person and getting started with a, with a workout routine and the cafe con leche, what is something else that you do, Lauren, that you believe if other people would incorporate it, it would give them that extra oomph as well? Um, I would say, I would tell anybody, I think uh, just a, a, a critical part of life is is being of service to your community uh, for so many reasons. Um, I think it's so important. Uh, and and it's I take inspiration. There's so many great people in this community that have worked to build it. Um, and there's so many great things happening. Um, but any time, any time that you can kind of pick up, roll up your sleeves and help and be part of the solution. Um, and find a way to give back. And that there's so many ways to do that. There's so many, whether it's volunteer work um, or or getting involved in organizations, um, but uh, but and and just helping people. I it, it, I was listening to your um to your episode with Carla Mastracchio when you guys were talking about radical kindness. Um, and this is almost I'm thinking about this. This is almost also active kindness. You know, may, be intentional yes. about doing something kind. And there's so, you know, there's so many, I meet so many people, um, especially recently that are, that are, that are new here that have moved here from somewhere else and, you know, help them feel welcome, find out, find out what they like to do, find out what their passions are, help them connect with somebody in town that kind of shares their passion and kind of help, help us continue kind of create this kind of net bit, great network of community. Bring them into the fold, right? I like to say if you if you like it here in Tampa Bay, then get involved and do what you say you're going to do. Right. And if not, just please go because someone <laughs> else wants in. Right. So hopefully it's the same for our listeners all over the country and the world. And you know what? That We love that about Carla's radical kindness. And I also say instead of random acts of kindness, do intentional acts of kindness, yes, which is what absolutely. you're talking about. So thank you for that. All right. Number three, I, I have a feeling on this one, but I could be wrong. Who or what has been the biggest influence in your life and your success? And then importantly, Lauren, what have you done with that influence? I, I think your instinct is right. <laughs> so uh, without a doubt, without a doubt, both my parents, so my mom and my dad, Jose and Lourdes Valiente, 
um, they're the absolutely the biggest influence in my life and the thing that I'm most grateful to have in my life. I always tell people, I don't know what I did to deserve my parents, but I'm, I'm very, very happy and grateful for it. Um, and they're just, they're such an inspiration to me. They're both Cuban immigrants. They came to this country in the early 60s with nothing. Uh, they lost everything during the Cuban revolution and they came here and started here from, from scratch. Um, and you, you, you take my, you know, both my parents feel this way, but I'll, you know, take, take my dad. He's such, he, he has such a love for this country and, um, and such a, and such a gratitude for the opportunities he got here that he knew that he wouldn't have had, had his family stayed in Cuba and to kind of see the world through his eyes and kind of the love and the gratitude he has for being in this country and being in, in Tampa. He has, has so much love for Tampa and he's so grateful um, for everyone that helped him and supported him. And it gave him this really, um, uh, this focus on, on giving back to the community and, and being of service and making sure that he paid, paid it forward. Um, and so it's, it's so easy nowadays to be so jaded and focus on what's going wrong. And, and, uh, and, you know, certainly there's, there's a time, you know, to problem solve and figure out how, what, how we can do better, but it's also really important to be to be grateful and, 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 and realize the things that are, that are good, that are good, that we need to hold on to and seeing the world through his eyes. He's, he's been such an inspiration. And my mom too, um, she, um, uh, she had a younger brother, um, and they, uh, and then they came to, they came to the, to Tampa around the same time, uh, graduated from high school in the early seventies. And she was the oldest child, um, but back then, because she's, she was, a, my grandparents didn't have a lot of money, um, but because she was a woman, they, uh, they said, no, we're going to, we're going to save our money and send your brother to college, um, and, and not you. Um, and that had such an incredible lasting impact on her. Um, and in my house, um, both she and my dad, it was all about education and how important education was. And it was the key to unlocking all opportunity. Um, my dad always says education is the great equalizer. Yes. Um, and so I'm very grateful that, um, you know, that was so important to them. They passed that down to me. Um, and, and I just, I love my parents to death. They were, they, they, they're such a constant source of support. Um, and I know no matter what they have my back <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's so great to have, to have the kind of that love, uh, and that safety in your family. It must be wonderful. And if any of our listeners were to Google Valiente in Tampa, you would see Lauren, Lourdes, and Jose in some way, shape, or form, and often supporting at University of South Florida at USF. I think about your dad, and it was almost a year ago to the day that that we did our interview with with Jose Valiente, which is really fun that it worked out this way. I looked back to see that. So, all right. So number four. As you know, the series and ultimately our masterclass for the Business of Life masterclass is positive. And we, we love your sharing about the influence and the positivity of the workout in the morning and everything you've said about the difference you're making. Lauren, is there something you're noticing, though, that if people would stop doing it, you believe that would move them forward? I think there's kind of a variation on the theme we've been talking about. Just don't be exclusionary. Um, you know, this is a great community with so many great people, with so many interesting stories and so, so, so many ways, um, so, so much value to, to give to the community. 
you know, don't be exclusionary. Get out there, meet people, connect with people, uh, talk to people you don't agree with, talk to them, get to know them. Um, you know, that's the way we solve problems is by talking to each other. Um, so I, I would say, you know, let's make this a really inclusive community where everybody feels uh, welcome and valued. Um, and, uh, and, and that's, that's how we, that's how we move forward. Yeah. And, and don't be upset if somebody doesn't agree, right? That it's, right. it's okay. It's, it's actually good if we don't all agree because we can learn. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that, for that transparency and that consistency in your message. It's appreciated, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Certainly made me feel ready to take action. And I have expiring, inspiring ideas that I'm going to implement immediately. One of the things that I'm going to do is help a new person right away. I definitely know how it feels to be new. And I'm going to bring someone into my fold. Radical kindness. The attentional kindness and pay it forward. So I'm going to find someone to pay it forward, maybe in the Starbucks line or McDonald's, I'm going to check that out and add more people to my network, all kind of tied together, be inclusive, looking at that right now as we speak. So Debbie, your list might look a little different, but if you are willing to implement all of these or a couple of these with me in the next five to 10 days, so that we can share with our listeners and viewers what we learned from Lauren's tip. Absolutely, Barb. I'm happy to. And I'm also thinking about how so many people in the community, as Lauren, you were saying, are new. And I know, Barb, you mentioned that too, that with with somebody new, and I think about MacDill even, and we think about new businesses and each place where we are, we get excited to see people who we know. And yet it's that inclusiveness. So I'll be nudged to do even more of that. And I know, Barb, it sounds a little bit like your microphone might be having a, a challenge. So I will certainly appreciate that. And I'm ready to join in and in five to 10 days, come back and report on how we did with all of Lauren's tips, who we met and how we made some changes. So that's good. So Lauren, that was that was a great amount of information. And we love to hear one more thing. Say it's something that if people didn't get to hear you on the podcast that they might not know, what what would that be? Yeah, so my other really big passion is the arts. Um, I'm very, very focused and committed to helping and supporting the arts community grow in Tampa. Um, and uh, it's so important, it's so critical to the community. I always, you know, I this is, I get on my soapbox, soapbox about this, but, um, you know, people, when they talk about kind of the arts, it's always kind of a separate thing uh, where I feel like the arts as a business, as the arts is as much of a business and a business ecosystem as any other business. And it's really important that the arts be part of the business community and be incorporated into the business community um, because they're such an important part of the economic ecosystem of the community. Um, and helping support and, and foster our local, I would such like I said, we've had a lot of people move to the area, including we ha we've had some really great artists move to the area, and so we don't want them to leave. Um, so right. let's support them and help them stay. You know, arts and all on on kind of a related soapbox. Arts education is so critically important. It teaches so many valuable skills. I grew up in. Uh, theater and dance and 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 all, all of those types of art classes, but it 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 it's so it teaches you such critically valuable lessons, um, including communication, mm -hmm. including empathy, 
um, including leadership and team building. All, all of these, even if you don't go into an arts field, they teach you critical life skills um, that are so important to succeeding in life. So um, uh, just, you know, any, any way that we can help support, support the arts. Um, there's, there's a lot of great initiatives in town that are focused on doing that. If people are interested, there's, there's lots of ways to jump in and help. And we're going to share your contact information in our notes. So watch out because somebody may be reaching out, but I, I agree with you. There's, there's so much here. So thank you again for sharing all of this. And as we get ready to say goodbye, we have another fairly new question, as you know, as a, as a listener, what would be your walk off or your mic drop music as you finish something, Lauren? Oh no. Um, oh gosh, there's a great uh, I, I'm I'm blanking on the name of the song. There Benny More is a, one of the great great Cuban musicians and both my grandfather and my father love his music and I just have a visual memory of my dad with his like I I I um earphones on like dancing around to, to <laughs> Benny More, but um, he's got this one song that like, I, I, it, you just can't help but get up and dance. I wish I remembered the name, but it was you that, that Benny More song. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that's good. You'll give us a little intrigue of something to follow up. And I'm sure that's Barbara right. That's checking right. that out too. So, well, thank you again, Lauren. So please know listeners, you can stay connected to Lauren Valiente and the social media under her name. You can also check in the organizations we mentioned, which we will list. So if you want to know more about that music or how to get involved on boards and really make a difference, Lauren is certainly generous and is very much available to assist all of us as we continue to learn from her. So similarly, you can follow Barb and me on Instagram and Facebook at the Business of Life Masterclass Podcast. Barb's at the Stay at Work Mom, and I'm Debbie Lundberg, most places. So if you like this inspiration and the energy and the feel of community that you got from from getting to learn from Lauren, please rate this show five stars. We're committed to bringing you five-star guests like you heard today. So stay tuned for that follow-through show in five to 15 days about how Barb and I did welcoming new people and listening to that music and figuring out if we can eat something before we have our workout and all of these other things that we learned and appreciating the influence we've had in our lives. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Business of Life Masterclass. This is your podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you. Thank you.